the Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert, where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD, coming to you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Raff and Aaron Davis. All right, we're back again, Riffin' with Raph and AD on this Wednesday night. Once again, I am back in the friendly confines of the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> you said the Hey, what city you in, man? Tell the folks where, you live, where you're at to this, tonight. I'm in beautiful Norfolk, Nebraska. What'd you say? Norfolk, Nebraska. Oh, you said Peter Fork, Norfolk. I was like, where the heck's that at? <laughs> <laughs> it's that new city. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, what's been going on, man? Are you working yet or are you just golfing? Because I just see a lot of golf pictures. Oh, I'm doing a little of both, a little of both. Um, got the work in. There's a little nine-hole course out by where we're working at, so I went and played there today. It, it was fun. I saw a train. That yeah, was cool. It, it looked kind of epic, man. Like, what's, what's the name of that course? Oh, man. Taylor, Taylor Creek, I think. Taylor Creek. Okay, okay. It was pretty wild. I got there, and there was a guy leaving, and I'm like, are they open? And he's like, oh, you just put your money in an envelope and leave it at the door. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't flying Lincoln, man. <laughs> no, so, envelope wouldn't have a dollar in it. <laughs> you know, put the envelope in, and there I was, golfing. Then there was that one hole that was like right next to the train tracks, and I was like, I wonder if the train still comes through here. And sure enough. Old number seven came flying through there. Nice, 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 nice. I like it. I like it. Man, it's been a crazy week. The holidays, we had uh, 4th of July on uh, this past weekend. And, um, uh, you know, lots of food, friends, family, and fun, good stuff like that. I hope everybody was safe. I seen we unfortunately had some um, some accidents that took place. Man, Harrison, somebody's hot like $100,000 worth of damage, man, on the side of the house, man. Did you see that? Yeah, I can't remember. Was it two fires that happened? Two of them. Yeah, and one was on like eight. You know, like you know, this started well, eighty first. You know, Old yep. Cheney. Other one was uh, not too much further from that one. And the one, I mean, thankfully there are no fatalities in any of them. Yeah, they you got know? they got out of there. But I, the one, I think you're right. It got pretty out of control for a second there. Yeah, and a, one of the neighbors actually just happened to see it 
went and knocks on the people's doors and wakes them up and gets them out of there. So everybody was safe, man. So that was Fourth of July is great, but man, it's also it could be dangerous, man. You start mixing some other elements with it, you know. So and not saying that was the case with those, but it's just it could be a crazy event, man. And so fireworks always good. You know, speaking of fireworks, Raph, man, we have a firework guest on our first hour tonight, man. A man that I've known basically longer than I haven't known him since I was a kid. And there's a lot of memories when you think of fireworks. You think about uh, a team that he was on called the Scoring Explosion. You know, so there was a lot of explosions that took place when our guest, former Nebraska monster, uh, deep back, defensive back, all off action, out of football player. This guy's done it all, man. You talk about just far as careers, the things that he's seen, the things he's done. The thing, folks, we have on here is former Nebraska Oscar great Guy Rozier. Guy Rozier, what's up, big bro? What's happening, little brother? I can't call it, man. I can't call it. Guy, we have my co-host with me on here tonight, too, Chris Rav. Chris Rav, Guy Rogier, and we got our, our tech, our other third, well, sorry, our third host. We got Harrison uh, on the line as well here in the studio. So, Guy, Rav is actually remote. He's up in the beautiful city of Norfolk, Nebraska, which you've been to many times. And so it's I just, heard that. Yeah, it's just me and Harrison here in the studio tonight. Guy, where are you living at now, man? I know, but tell our listeners, where are you living at now, man? I'm living in um, South Jersey, man, Pentawken, New Jersey. Um, moved here about six years ago after leaving Camden, graduating Woodrow Wilson High School in 1981, headed to Nebraska. Um, and I've uh, been blessed to have traveled the country, worked for some great companies, some super people, um, Eddie Murphy Television, Paramount Pictures, working for the United States Olympic Committee, doing two Olympic Games, seeing seven countries, working with the first Dream Team when they first were put together in '92. Um, was then sent to New Haven, Connecticut to be a loner uh, to bring the Special Olympic World Games to the United States for the very first time. Mm. And then instead of going to Atlanta in 96, I found a beautiful woman um, I got married to. And we owned the only African-American radio station in the state of uh, Connecticut and um, had about four or five different businesses and helping young people move their way through life and, and giving them opportunities to go to college. Um, had an opportunity to work for Mr. Marriott. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and uh, represented 14 of his properties. And then, um, uh, by the grace of God, uh, I was called to come back to Nebraska um, as associate AD to uh, raise money not only for the athletic program but for the educational component there in Lincoln, uh, which I was privileged to work with a lot of phenomenal people and um, bring a gift to Nebraska that uh, hasn't been topped yet with American students. Oh, yeah, and don't go because we're going to talk more about that. Oh, we're, gonna, we're definitely yeah. going to talk more about that and just the impact of what that gift was and gifts, other gifts you did. Guy, you've been yeah. so many places, done so many things, been around so many people, but I want to go back. You know, I like remember that song by New Edition, man? Now, Raph, you might remember where it all started from. This is where yeah. it, remember that song? Where yeah. it all started from. <laughs> We want to go back to where it all started, baby. Tell us about growing up in Camden. Because Camden, it was tough. <laughs> tell us about what it was like growing up. What did you, you know, tell us about your siblings, how many of you. And I know all this stuff, but our listeners, they just hear Rozier, they just think of you, and you they just think of you and Mike. But you're, the Rozier well, family is much. Primary, most of the time, they, they think of Mike. They Mike think of was Mike. the son. Yeah. The there you, you know go. And, and, and it's okay to be in the shadow of greatness. Trust me, it's quite all right. Right. But uh, I grew up in Camden, New Jersey. Um, five older brothers, all of us were athletic. Um, a beautiful mother, um, beautiful father. And my father just passed in, in January. That's right. Uh, God rest his soul, 91. 
And um, him and mom were married 69 years. 69 but, uh, years. Went to public schools. Um, went to Woodrow Wilson High School, where a lot of great athletes came out of here in the Camden area, from baseball to basketball to football, um, and did some great things in, in, in the city. But um, um, Camden was not what it is now. Mm-hmm. When we grew up, um, I can honestly say we were the third black family on our block. Wow. And uh, everybody got along. It wasn't a boarded-up house. There wasn't graffiti anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, neighbors helping neighbors. Right. Um, feeding each other at lunchtime, cutting their lawns in the summertime, making some pocket change, shoveling snow. But, you know, a good thing back in the old school days, you know, when, when you when you said a cuss word down the street, you got your butt whooped three times before you even got home, before mom and dad got to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a community raising, you know, old school. Right. And that's what kind of built Mike and I to be the people that we are today, to have the ability and, and, and the privilege to uh, look at major colleges across the country and then being able to choose Nebraska as our destination to mm. give us something that we didn't have, that, that fast life, um, slowing things down, giving us a chance to mature as men, plus giving us an opportunity to, to see a different lifestyle, understanding right. farmland, understanding cattle, understanding soybeans understanding how those things make money, how those things feed people across this country. And when you're growing up in a city, you don't see any of that. You just open up a can, put it in some in the pot, and you warm it up and you eat it. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but being able to go to Nebraska, man, was just a, a huge, huge eye-opener. Culture shock um, from the sports program down to everybody wearing red and white every day and <laughs> games and the South, millions of balloons flying up in the air once you scored a touchdown. I mean, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Okay, so you had all those experiences. You know, you're the youngest out of six kids, big family. Where did your parents grow up at? My mom was from Mount Holly, New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, where Irving Fire is from. Right. Um, Irving lived, Irving's mother lived next door to my mom growing up. Mm. They grew up in a small little town in Mount Holly, New Jersey, where my mom had pigs and cows in her backyard. Wow. Um, uh, my father was born in uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, moved to Camden um, and uh, went into the military. Um, I got out of high school. He got caught up in a draft, him and his brother, and both of them were in the military. And when he came back, uh, he went on a blind date, and he met my mom, and uh, that's all she wrote. Mm. The rest was... I was blessed, blessed to have a mother and father in the household. I know a lot of us um that may be listening didn't have that opportunity but doesn't mean that you know you're less of a person but it was just good to have a christian mom pushing you to go to church every day mm-hmm. a father who's you to play in sports and 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 the educational piece came from both sides i love it i love it raf go ahead my man so growing up uh in camden there who were your guys' like favorite uh, football teams, college and pro? And did you have like any favorite football players when you were growing up? Oh yeah, we we, we were right next to Philadelphia. Um, we were um, literally five minutes across the Ben Franklin Bridge. So the Eagles, the Flyers, the Sixers. Um, you know that was you know when you're from this south part of the south part of Jersey, you're kind of tied into the Philadelphia hmm. and. Uh, you know, the Harold Carmichael's of the world and the Ron Jaworski's of the world, um, the Mike Quick's of the world. Um, those were guys that you looked up to and, 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 and wanted to emulate um, uh, as you started growing up as a child um, because they were always um, in the spotlight. Julius Irving from the 76. Mm. I mean, 
basketball wasn't basketball until Julius Irving glided in the air with his afro and his red and white <laughs> at basketball, and everybody said, oh, my God, the man is flying. So to be part of that uh, history and, and, and being able to watch that history being made, it's phenomenal, man. You know, you, you grew up in a time and an era to where um, you mentioned your parents had, you know, um, you know, animals in the backyard. You guys, we we played outside. There were no cell phones, no beepers, no video games. I mean, you got to really appreciate sports and just growing up without the uh, without so many different um, stimulants, if you would, you know, from social media and technology and computers. All those those things are great. I think it cheat. It's really cheating kids today out of just that pure altruistic way of going outside and just playing and really being present where you were. You know, so with, with that being said, though, you know, Raph asked, you know, kind of who you guys, you know, looked up to and things like that. Who kept you on? You mentioned your parents really kept you on point, you know, as, 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 as you know, just as far as a huge influence you as a kid. Tell me about some of the guys who didn't have that in the neighborhood and how maybe your lifestyle changed out a lot different than what theirs did. Well, I, I can't say, you know, that their lifestyle didn't become what they wanted. My lifestyle became what I desired what I, what I went after, mm-hmm. um, always wanting, not always wanting more, but always wanting better. Right. Um, right. and you know, some people didn't have the privilege and the opportunities that I had, um, set before me, um, by the grace of God. And they dealt with life the way they had to deal with life. Mm-hmm. They became, they became, and, and, um, some were good and some were bad, right. but, um, not out the bad folks, but, um, a lot of people stayed here in Camden and, and made some headway. Um, and I'm honored to be back here as a, a supervisor for, for Camden County Parks Department with 39 parks and Camden County Highway Department with 452 miles of road to deal with. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of different constituents that I deal with on a daily basis um, across the county. And it's just funny to see guys you grew up with across the street on a golf course. Yeah. Guys you play <laughs> baseball, you know, owning big companies. And you're like, dude, I didn't know you were still even alive, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so fellowship is golden when you reminisce and you know when right. you get together again to to talk about what, what happened in our neighborhood and going back to your first question. We didn't have those distractions right. with games right. computers. Our distraction was when the lights came on, you better be close enough so when mom and dad yells out that door, time to come <laughs> home. You're home within three minutes. So, you know, our distraction was the sun going down. Mm-hmm. And when the sun went down, it was like, damn, the day is over, man. We got to do this tomorrow. You know? so. I love it. I love it. Folks, we're here with former Husker Guy Rogier. If you have questions, you can or, or call us in on the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. You can also text in at the Sarder Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. Guy, why did you choose? Okay, you, had these, you also were a baseball player, right? Yep. A lot of yep. people don't know that you. A lot of people don't know that you're a good baseball player. You're a good baseball player. Mm-hmm. I got drafted to play pro baseball um, as a junior in high school. Um, I was also the starting quarterback. Well, Mike was my fullback, and we ran a wishbone with two twins, uh, a set of twins that lived across the street from us. And um, it was during a scrimmage game <clears throat> that um, uh, I got injured um, uh, a week before opening day. Um, we were beating Atlantic City to death. I was on the sideline, took off my shoulder pad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Coach called me back in to run the play that we're going to open up with the following week. And um, my guard collapsed. He got beat, and I, I ran to the other side to throw the ball. And just as I 
released the football, a helmet hit me on the side and snapped my knee in half. Mm. ACL, interior cruciate, exterior cruciate, meniscus, medial lateral, whole nine was gone. I looked up at my coach as he was crying over me. I said, Coach, my career is over, isn't it? Mm. He just cried harder and harder. So I knew that, that, that the old guy wasn't going to be the same, but there was a determination within me not to quit. My mm. coaches, my teachers, my parents, my friends, my neighbors, everybody pushed me and, and, and to get back to that level that I thought I used to be at, um, which, again, gave uh, Mike and I an opportunity to, to look at Nebraska. But I got to tell you, we, 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 I'll tell you a quick story. We, were, we went to Pitt. It was our last stop before we hit, headed to Nebraska because Irving Fry kept crying. We needed to come there to visit. <laughs> and uh, as, we through, as we walked through the stadium, you know, Jackie Shearer was the coach. You know, we were walking through, and he's proudly showing us this locker room. And in the locker room is, is Tony Dorsett's locker encased mm. in glass. His shoes, his, his, his shirts that he had on, everything's got stains on it. That was kind of like an omen. You know, wow. like Mike, they don't look like they're going to run the football much here anymore. <laughs> and we go down the and in this dark room, you know, back in the day when the projectors would go on, you rewind right. and go forward and backward. I mean, he, Jackie Shue hit the light switch, and guess what he said? He said, hey, Marino, meet the Rozier brothers. Now, Dan Marino was freshman that year and set some many, many records for Pitt. Mike and I looked at each other and said, let's get out of here, man. These guys aren't going to run the rock anymore. Let's go. <laughs> Tom Osborne was such a great man, as you know, and, right. and, and a model and an inspiration still to this day. Um, he said, Guy, you know, if, if you come to Nebraska, um, I'm willing to, to give you baseball and football scholarships, whether your brother comes or not. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to tell you, there were a lot of schools trying to manipulate me to get entice my brother to come to school, and they were throwing everything at me you could think of. Mm. Everything. Mm. And because of my upbringing, I had to stay true to my family name and right. honor my father mm-hmm. and my mother. Mm-hmm. And when Coach Osborne walked through the door and he had that subtle calmness about himself, as we all know, when he walks in that room, his presence is just like, boom, it's right. out there. And I looked him in the eye and I knew how serious he was. And Coach Solich was, was just as serious looking at me, but he, he was chopping at the bit for Mike because he wanted Mike so bad. And Coach... <laughs> Let's come out there to visit. So we got a visit. Irving Fryer, uh, Russell Gary, wow. uh, Roger Craig. Um, uh, they were like uh, Sammy Sims. Mm. All these guys, guys that hosted us. And you talking about putting on a host show? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. We went to the Bob Devaney track and field event, man, and we went crazy. Like, oh, my God, look at these people. Look at this food. And Domino, and who was it? Um, um, Valentino's? Uh, uh, Val- Val- Valentino's Pizza. <laughs> or we could talk enough about Valentino's Pizza back in those days. Uh, yeah. We both looked at each other and said, yeah, this is where we're going to come because Irving kept crying. Y'all got to come here, man. I'm by myself, man. I'm for the church. You got to be here with me. No problem, Irving. Here we come, brother. Here we go. Man, to think about Dan Marino, and, and, and it puts really things in perspective to where the coach brings you in there. You're looking at Dan Marino, who was a young buck at the time. You knew there was not going to be much running going on. They was going to throw that thing. And rightfully so. I mean, that was, that was the offense they had at the time. So, you guys choose Nebraska. Were you were you nervous at all going that far away from home? Because Pitt, you know, that's not far at all. I mean, that's basically the next state over. Was there any trepidation, any any uh, just nervousness about going that far from home? 
Heck yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Brothers, we were away from home, man. It was like an overnight in Atlantic City somewhere, man, like 30 <laughs> minutes away. No, man. Uh-uh. We, 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 we looked at both options, and they were the two two schools that we narrowed it down to out of the six that we had choices from. Mm-hmm. And um, Pitt was just too much in the city, too much yeah. of a distraction. Yeah. And we needed to get away from that environment in order for us to focus. It, 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 to be honest, if I got a chance to go to, like, a school like in Miami, you know, I would have to turn that down because being in the beach, the yeah. sun, nah. okay, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to focus. Nah. I wanted to go to school to get an education. Right. I also wanted to go to school to play sports. Mm-hmm. And God gave me the opportunity to have two sports scholarships. But more importantly, you know, when I was able to push one scholarship away, I was blessed to have another. Mm-hmm. But what was most important for me was just to get that little piece of paper, man. Man, guy, go ahead, Raph. So if I got my chronological order right, Mike went to junior college his freshman year, and then that was your senior year, and then you guys came to Nebraska together in 81. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. So did um, – so was there um, – was Nebraska – so I assume Nebraska was talking to Mike at – at the junior college and then they just they found you also or how how did that work no, out no, no. Guys... well well back back then um coffeeville community junior college was kind of like a little farm school for nebraska they would send guys there um right. that they were going to recruit because their gpas might not have been right um which was mike's situation it, long story short um Mike's senior year, my junior year, when I got injured, um, there was my mom was the president of the PTA at Woodrow Wilson High School. And um, there was a teacher strike. During oh. a teacher strike happened during the summertime, right, when we were having camps. So all of us kids and me being the captain, we all talked to each other and we said, look, you know, if we want to get out of here, we've got to play football. We've, we've got to get the season in. So all of us crossed the picket line. And oh, wow. one school teacher um uh, just had it out for Mike the whole year and never let up um and Mike did extra credit work he did all he needed to do to pass the class but that teacher for some reason found a way to dig deep and dig back at Mike because my mm. mom was PTA president true story mm. so as we talked um, um my junior year my senior year in high school to coach Osborne and coach Solich um we had already you know kind of agreed that that would be the spot we would look at my senior year. Mm-hmm. And Coach Solid said, hey, guy, hey, Mike, knowing that you're not going to be able to come to us, you know, uh, next year, we'll set you up to go to his junior college, you know, um, and they've got a great program, a program similar to ours in running style, so you'll have a little bit of, of, of uh, opportunity to, to balance yourself till I get a hold of you and start working on you. And, you know, there was only one guy that could straighten Mike up. That was Coach Corrigan. Mike mm-hmm. Corrigan. He was a beast of a coach, of okay. a running back coach. At Coffeeville. So he was the only person that ever, told, that ever told Mike, shut up, be still, and listen. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Mike did that, his skill set skyrocketed. Folks, we're here with Guy Rogier from Nebraska. Oscar, great, just a great guy in general. Guy, guy, pun intended. We're going to pay some bills, take a break here on 93.7 A Ticket. Get with Rhythm Rap and AD. We'll be right back with Guy Rogier. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. 
So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.